everyone and welcome to another episode from Setting in Time. Today it's all about the band Valerian Sun and it's a Valerian special. Stick around because I'll be telling you more about that coming right next on today's show. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode from Setting Tone. I do apologise that it's been a while since I've spoken to you all and brought you an episode. and um, been a lot going on personally, mentally, physically. It's been quite tough over the last few weeks. Um, so we're back. Today is a Valerian Sun special. We've got an interview with the band's drummer, um, John Michael, so stick around because that'll be coming up. As well as we'll be playing you a couple of tracks from the band. Um, we'll be playing you the latest single, The Burnout, um, as well as the band's um, debut single, um that came out in 2021 uh, which is called all out at once uh, we'll be playing you that track right next and then we'll be going straight into the interview with john michael stick around because that's coming next on today's show Oh, yeah. 
everyone and welcome back. So that was Phil Evanson's debut single, All At Once, which came out in 2021. Stick around because we'll be talking about influences with John Michael, with that interview coming right next. Um, when I first heard this track, I was picking up, you know, kind of uh, Muse vibes and kind of mentioned that to John Michael in this interview and we're sharing different ideas about uh, how the band's sound form, you know, came into formation and how the band begun. It's a really cool interview. I want to thank John Michael once again for his time. Stick around because that is coming right next. Hey Rob, how you doing, hey, buddy? I'm good, John Michael. Welcome, welcome to Seth and the Time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. No, not a problem. Um, I'm not sure, especially in Europe, who's aware of um, Valerian stuff. So, for those people that don't know, how did the um, the journey begin? Yeah, so it started about a year ago, probably. What's that? It was probably last August. It was actually initially, believe it or not, a country music project which is okay. insane. And I was working with a local country artist, long story short, he backed out one month prior to our studio dates. So we literally, so we went in the studio, it was me, James and Trey. So James is the vocalist and Trey is the guitarist. Um, we went in and the producers were like, you know, all right, what are we doing guys? Like what genre are we doing? You know, so we, we were really intentional about just as cliche as it kind of sounds, it's, it's pretty true, like looking at music as a language. Um, there was a book that I read years ago and we all have read, which is pretty coincidental, called The Music Lesson by Victor Wooten. So, you know, we just went in there and, uh, you know, we recorded two songs initially and then we went back and recorded another three songs. So we've been kind of calling this project Calculated Chaos. You know? <laughs> sounds good. Though. It sounds, sounds like a good Calculated Chaos. <laughs> um, the Burnout is the second single from yourselves coming this yes, Wednesday. Mm -hmm. um, how did that come together in terms of the writing, recording? and? Yeah, that's a really cool question. Um, actually, so the Burnout is coming out tomorrow tuesday um which is the third we wish we would have done the fourth because the whole star wars thing like made uh. <laughs> we missed that cue but no yeah the burnout was pretty cool like we actually wrote that song about believe it or not burning out and we've all been in the music industry off and on for a while uh and we've come really close individually with different successes and there was a point where we were all burnt out and, you know, we're giving it kind of like one last rodeo, but we wrote this song pretty much kind of spinning, burning out as a positive. And, and we think like, you know, not just the music, but I mean, I've worked, you know, sales jobs and stuff and it's, it's, it's tough to stay consistently, you know, in the zone with a lot of things, whether it's family relationships, you know, your career, um, just kind of a positive spin on, you know, burning out and, and, uh, we focus a lot on mental health as well. We're really serious about, you know, putting a positive spin on mental health, but yeah, the long and the short of that is, yeah, the burnout was written about just kind of the, a positive spin on kind of the struggles and our experiences of burning out, believe it or not. No, I like that. And I like you guys have got a message about mental health because I, 
I don't know how how much help there's out there for music, musicians or people in the industry in general. I know there's a few charities. I know Tillinda Benton and uh, Benton has got the Free Twenty yeah. charity, um, but as a mass, I don't know how much there is of that. So it's really cool that you guys, along with many others, are just touching on that and just saying to people, you know, hey, we're here, or whoever might be here to listen to. So it's really nice. I honestly think that's such an important thing. Like, I, I think, you know, it's awesome to see a lot of people using that narrative, but, you know, just more genuinely, I mean, because I know I struggle with mental health mm -hmm. and I think, you know, just to be, you know, 100% factual, like I know we all kind of in our own ways have struggled with it. And in the, the over the years, you know, it's kind of crazy because mental health has became more of something that's, uh, you know, socially acceptable to have a conversation about. And it's crazy because you would think it's been around for ever. What, what is it now that is making it socially acceptable to talk about it? So it's just really important. And I think, you know, you just want to be a resource of positivity right now in the world with everything that's going on. You know, we just want to be a positive influence. 100% agreed. 100%. And I've certainly become very much about positivity recently and uh, I'm willing to help and listen to anybody, but I haven't got room for negative, uh, especially if you don't want to help yourself or improve. Yeah. I, I haven't got room, unfortunately, for that. So, no, perfect message. Uh, one of the things that I picked up, John, uh, Michael, is that um, the previous yeah. single that I was listening to, um, All At Once, I don't know if it's fair to say, but I was kind of getting Muse vibes, a little bit of Muse. Uh, um, I don't know if that's been mentioned or if I'm off, if I'm completely off the mark with that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're on. Um, and also, I was kind of picking up because obviously the, the burnout hasn't come out yet, so there's only snippets. Um, if I'm if I recall right correctly from the yes, internet, and I'm kind of getting little like Weezer vibes. I think it's like thirty second clips, which is really hard to kind of pull out. And no doubt, when the single comes, I can. Um, Really, Who, what band did you just reference? Who was it? We Weezer. That's I've not heard that one yet. That's interesting. I, I like that. Anytime that you can you can be compared, especially in the stage we're in right now. I mean, again, it sounds so cliche as a response, but it's mind-boggling to be compared to a band like Muse or Weezer. I've not heard that one yet, but we get Muse pretty often. People will say, "Oh," and at first we're like, "We don't want to communicate that." You know, to be honest, it's like that Muse was an influence because then people are going to say we're ripping off Muse and that that wasn't really the intention. But it's funny because, you know, a lot of people, yeah, they say Muse and, and Weezer's interesting. But, yeah, it's I mean, that's definitely a positive. At least we don't sound like, you know, nails on a chalkboard. That's a good thing. Yeah, you know, certainly not. So, yeah. how um, so I've obviously mentioned two completely different bands there to what I'm kind of hearing from different end spectrum. What have been your uh, yourselves or the, the band's influences that you're kind of taking, not necessarily obviously ripping off, that's too strong of a word, but taking little hints from and a little bit of that, a little bit of that, and kind of making this wonderful um sound that, that is um for them in turn? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Foo Fighters was one that we all really liked. Uh, we mm -hmm. love Dave Grohl. Actually, in the studio that we're recording at, it's called Rock Lidditz. Um, Claire Brothers is there as well, and they let us use Dave Grohl's microphone for some wow. of these songs, which is 
it was like the pick of destiny you know, <laughs> when we saw that. But um, yeah, like Foo Fighters, I grew up in trade, you know, did as well, like 80s hair metal, like White Snake and, uh, you know, Motley Crue and Van Halen. Um, and then James, a lot of influence from like Freddie Mercury. He loves Queen. You know, he's a huge Queen fan and uh, more classic rock on his end. But it's kind of funny because we're all in completely different spectrums musically. Like Trey, you know, he's always played like virtuoso, like what would you call it? Like jazz fusion, which is okay. not what we're doing. And then James just kind of more Queen. And then, you know, the bands I've been in prior to this were more like metalcore, believe it or not. So it's. Like you were saying, it's kind of like a really odd recipe, you know, to see what comes out of the oven. And and yeah, I mean, like Foo Fighters is a big one. And, you know, it's really awful to hear about Taylor Hawkins, too, because mm. I hope those guys stay together. They're, I mean, just legends, you know. I, I do. I just I just fear that obviously Dave going through it once and now obviously twice and I was saying the same thing. Uh, and, and obviously, he's, I don't, I'm not saying that he's old, but not by any stretch of imagination, but <laughs> uh, is there, is there that, still that fire and that passion to go again? I don't know. I don't really want to speculate, but whatever sure. happens, happens. Um, yeah, it'd be a shame. It would be a shame. And it's, it's a big blow. It's a real, it's Taylor Hawkins was not just, as we all know, a guy that played drums. He, he had a good voice as well and had a really good frontman presence. So, yeah. It's, oh. it's crazy when that happened to see the influence that they had on so many people. You know what I mean? Not to get off topic, but I just wanted to say that, like, you know, I didn't even know, you know, as a drummer myself, we don't get all the attention. It's typically the vocalist <laughs> to see, you know, Taylor Hawkins, just how much love, you know, somebody had for a percussionist. And he was, I mean, he was a special player, you know? Yeah. 100%. I think it helps. Not to be off topic. No, 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 it's absolutely fine. I think it helps that people are nice as well. They're a genuine personality. I think there's, there's two yeah. images that people get of rock stars. They've got the image of them back in the 80s, that 80s image with the party lifestyle. Yeah. And then they've mm -hmm. got this image of quite a shy person that's happy just to leave me alone. I don't want the spotlight. I just want to do my thing and go home. And that's cool. You play you play music, not to interrupt you, but you have some guitars in the background. Not, I, I'm just curious. I do. Very, I'm, I'm not the best I, I do what i can if i'm honest but yeah i've got that's what all the badass players <laughs> say you know <laughs> I, I do okay I, I i dabble i think he's a best a best say but yeah i've got a that's awesome got, yeah i've got a couple i've got um an epiphone uh there's paul slash model uh, um an acoustic at the back it's a fender acoustic I'm not sure what model, and then um, just a cheap X Corp guitar, which is pretty fun to. What do you? What, are, what are your favorite bands? Like, what do you oh, listen to? Oh, oh, very good question. Uh, anything, absolutely anything. So recently, I've been um, really digging a band called Grey Days. Who um, is it? A band called Grey Days. Um, Grey Days. Yeah, I If you uh, if you love Chester Bennington. Go and check them out. It was Chester Bennington's yeah. very first band before Lincoln Park. No kidding. Yeah. And they're still a band? Um, they are. They've come back. So they were going to put an album out with Chester Bennington and do a live um, a reunion show for 30 years prior to um, obviously what happened. And obviously that didn't happen for obvious reasons. Um, and then right. they went away and worked on the body of 
music they had. And the result is a, a wonderful album. It's called Amends. And they've taken the original vocals that he did, stripped it all back and built this brand new body of work around it. Uh, yeah, I'll yeah. forget about that. I've got a <laughs> no, that's fine. Great, they've got they've got a um, they've got a new album on the way later this year as well. So I'm very much looking forward to that. So uh, bands like that, Lincoln Park, Slipknot, Nirvana. I've, it's such a wide spectrum. Queen, Motley Crue, Green Day, Blink One Eighty Two. Pretty much. That's pretty anything. similar to me. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty similar to me. That's interesting. You know, just going back on what you were saying about this. You've spectrum, got good taste. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, going back on what you were saying about your spectrum as a band, what you're still, I feel that one of the problems in this day and age is, firstly, no one's got an attention span anymore, unfortunately. If you don't like something after 30 seconds, it's gone. I think that's... Exactly. A, I think that's, you know, that's why music is so um, probably underappreciated in a lot of respects. Secondly, yeah. a lot of people are closed-minded, that they're not prepared to venture outside their box. You know, how many... Yeah. How many metalheads out there going, oh, it's not metal, so I'm not going to that festival? Go and try something. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Yeah, that's a really, actually, that's a crazy point because now with like social platforms and streaming platforms, everything's so accessible. And we all know this, but like it's really accessible and people have the option to be kind of stubborn with what they listen to. And it's, I was thinking the other day, like about, you know, when we were kids, how, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? Uh, I'm 34. Okay. I just turned 30. So we're like pretty much the same age. So you, you would remember this. It's like when we were growing up, you and myself, you know, you go to a CD store and like my parents would give me like a $20 bill just to shut me up and be like, we're going to go shop. And I would spend three, around three hours figuring out what, what CD I wanted to spend this $20 on. And you know, that was a lot different. I mean, think about it. Now it's like, you know, you, you let's say like Foo Fighters. I remember buying an album of theirs back in the day. And there was only one song that I wanted off the album, really. And back then, you'd have to buy the album. So I bought the album and it. you have some blood in the game where you give the rest of the album a shot. And then you end up a lot of times favoring another song that was on the album, you know, that wasn't the reason you bought it. Now, Bayes, you know, you want to hear a song, you just like type it in Spotify, listen to it, and then you listen to it enough to where it gets old. And then you just, you know, it's, it's interesting. The landscape is changing and, and to think like what's going to happen in, in the next 15 years, you know? Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. One, one of the things that I try and promote when I'm doing a, an episode on my show is that um, I like to review bands that no one's really heard of, try and give like the smaller bands a shot. And I'll say, I keep promoting this yeah. message of we've all got a streaming package, whether you're listening through Spotify, Amazon, Apple, whatever it may be, you pay your, I don't know, $10 a month. Put something in. If you don't like it, take it out. You haven't paid any more for it. You're still paying your right. cost. So what have you got to lose? Yeah. So, yeah, that's yes. a good point. But um, is there any other influences that you guys have that kind of come over into the band? Obviously, we mentioned... Foo Fighters and a host of other bands. Is there anything else? Maybe like, um, I don't know, maybe it's like painting art or something. I know Brandon Boyd, um, one of um, something else that Jamie's worked on previously, likes to paint yeah. and um, take some of that away and into his own body work. Do you guys kind of dial into your music that way at all? Or I don't know, maybe going out for a drive or 
That's a really interesting. That's actually a really interesting question. Um, I know James is a graphic designer and a web designer by trade. You know, that's what he does as a career. Um, so he, he definitely has that. I know he's inspired by visuals and he does, I mean, you know, he's doing a lot of work with graphic design and stuff and web design. I know he likes that. We all like technology. I think technology is a big influence to us where, you know, like we all are, uh, in a group text, like when the new Apple stuff comes out, like little kids, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So technology and probably, but I mean, all of us primarily, I went, I, it'd be cool to say something like we all have easels in our bedroom and we, you know, we paint and stuff, but you know, really all we do is, is play music. I know Trey, like growing up, my dad used to be his business coach when I was little. Trey's 10 years older than me. So he's 40. James is around my age. And so Trey was known for, I mean, he won like a guitar competition in 2006, guitar player magazine, guitar superstar. And he was pronounced like top 10 guitarists in the world. And he would play like 12 to 14 hours a day, sometimes longer. So it's crazy. Like with that, he doesn't even have time to do anything else. He was a competitive Halo player at one point. Wow. Um, He played like tournaments and would travel and play Halo. And I'd always joke that like his fingers are so fast from playing guitar that you know nobody i mean can you imagine you know how that translates to video games the mind the mind just like that that, that reload button that triggering reload button must be like just second nature that's awesome that's really cool yeah so you mentioned that trey obviously i appreciate he's not on the call but he won a the award there has he won any other awards recently or was that his main kind of one that he's got that he puts on his um, shelf at home and he takes great pride with yeah, I'll tell you, I don't think he's won anything since then. But in 2006, he was pretty close. Like I said, we've all had some small layer of success. And he was going to, like, had an opportunity to potentially be Justin Timberlake's guitarist. Um, yeah, and he met a lot of people. We went to Steve Vai's house, who ended up being sort of a mentor for him. And so he had a pretty wild you know, probably like, you know, you'd say like mid twenties, early thirties. And then just, you know, he ended up getting really involved with teaching and he had a teaching DVD at guitar centers nationwide and stuff like that. And, you know, he's teaching a hundred students a week. So it got kind of crazy, but yeah, I don't think he's won any other awards. I don't know. I'm sure Jamie sent you the bio, but, um, James was fifth on The Voice in 2014, I think. He was on Team Adam Levine, and uh, he placed fifth. That was a little while ago, but, um, yeah, he did a lot of Queen stuff on there, like Jeff Buckley. You know, yeah, if you're familiar with Buckley. A little bit familiar with Jeff Buckley. Um, Jamie did mention in the bio that James has got this incredible vocal ability. So He'll never we- talk about it, though. He's so humble. Which is I, pretty cool. I like that. We would you is it fair to say that he's up there with I consider someone like Mars Kennedy at the moment to be one of the best vocalists well, in the world. Yeah. Would you say would it be fair to say he's up there with Miles or I'll tell you what. I I say he he's more into classics. Like he would he wouldn't say any of this. Like I say Freddie Mercury, which is kind of cringeworthy for anybody to say because like Freddie Mercury is just you know, I mean, 
crazy to compare anybody to him, but James is really impressive. But uh, I would say, honestly, and James wouldn't like this, but Adam Lambert, mm. his voice is very similar. And it's coincidental because Adam Lambert, you know, plays with Queen. Yeah. But even when we were in the studio, you know, our producer just multiple times, James couldn't hear because he's in the tracking room. But he'd go, he's so good, you know. But it's just, he's just so blessed with, you know, the ability to, to sing. And his grandfather, I think it runs in the family because his grandfather was in competition back in the day with Frank Sinatra wow. and stuff. And, and I just found that out. He, I'm telling you, it's crazy. He'll never talk about that. His parents told me that. And I bring it up and he's like, yeah, you know, like, I think anybody could sing with the proper training. And I'm like, I, you can give me as much training as possible. And I would not sound anything like James, but it's just a blessing to have like talented people in a project, you know? And I know when it was a country project, uh, which is completely different, but I, the vocalist left and I was like trying to stay positive And it was like, well, it's kind of hard to find a vocalist. Like if anybody's going to leave, you know, now I have to find a vocalist in a month. And I reached out to James and he said yes right away. And I was, I didn't think that was going to happen. So, I mean, to have three guys in the group that just, they're really good human beings too, which is, you probably you play music, and I'm sure you've you've been in bands, right? You've played in bands. No, strange enough, I've never never been in a band. So typically, like at least from my experience, uh, you know, I'm not saying every band I've been in, like the bands I've been in, I have like everybody in the band, we're still friends and stuff like that. But universally, what's what's the reflection of bands is tough with like uh, having a lot of different personalities. Yes. which is just like anything. And I was really nervous when we started this thing because I, James is a really nice guy. I didn't know him very well, but he's just like really cool. And it seemed to me like this has to be too good to be true. Like, you know, and he's a vocalist and he doesn't act like the typical vocalist. So, you know, the fact that we have two other guys, three total people that, you know, we actually get along very well and like we don't argue and we all are pretty like minded. Believe it or not, that is really, really tough to find in a Agreed. project. Agreed. It's definitely hard to about with a band. I've, I've got a lot of friends in bands. I've, I've seen it. Yeah. People fall out, they fight. Um, but yeah, that's absolutely awesome. Um, just going to quickly whiz through the next couple for you um, for sure, do, you, yeah. do you have any passions outside of music for yourselves yeah um man these are really questions that make me think these are good passions outside of music i love animals you know i think we all really love animals i, I have a dog and i don't have any kids or anything i have a girlfriend and we have a dog and i'm obsessed with my dog um Play, we all play video games and stuff, but we've talked about this before. And it's like, we all wish, like I said, we all wish we could say like we had these really cool hobbies, but we're all pretty much homebodies too. We don't mm. really go out. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Like we just play music and, and that's about it. It's not very interesting, but you know, we just pretty much 
are obsessed with music. No, that's absolutely fine. Have, have you guys found it a little bit challenging with obviously the last couple of years of what's happened to obviously building the band and doing putting yourselves out there, getting shows and, and obviously gaining the fan base? Yeah, so, I mean, it's crazy, Rob. Like, we've only been around for, let, I mean, really publicly for about six months. So we've not even played a show yet. We're working on that. But um, with the whole pandemic thing, you know, I like my girlfriend and I at the time just moved into a townhome and we had a bedroom that just had a bunch of boxes in it. And I was going stir crazy and ended up like having, I guess not a midlife crisis, but like a quarter life crisis and just buying all this stuff on Sweetwater and building a studio. So I think, you know, if, if I were to, were to reference like the pandemic, I know James and Trey did similar things where it was like, leaned into me i don't know if the pandemic were not to happen i would probably say that this project would not exist that's, that's fair. which is interesting to think about so yeah i mean but like planning you know shows and stuff the good thing is here in the united states i actually have my mom's uh family's from england i can't even believe i forgot to tell you that in bath they live in bath Okay, so about two, three hour drive from where I live. It's not too bad. Okay, yeah, my <laughs> uncle Tom actually uh, um, is was a is a, police, a retired police officer there, and I have an auntie Adele and an auntie Thelma That's out cool. there. That's pretty yeah. cool, man. Very, very last one for myself, and probably my support one is: what's next for you guys this year? Yeah, well, the main thing is like we want to start playing shows. Mm -hmm. um, we're really anxious for this release coming out tomorrow. The music video releases um, tomorrow as well. So music video and the song. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is the real launch. In our eyes, like that first song was kind of like a passive launch to test the waters and see what the market looked like. Mm -hmm. But we have, a, we have a huge release schedule coming. There will be music being released every month with videos and vlogs we have coming and um, a bunch of stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, primarily, like, I think we're all really honestly anxious to play live. And we've actually really not, we've played together, like in the studio. And this is kind of a weird thing. We played together in the studio and we played together for the music videos. And we've, we've done some slight rehearsing, but we really haven't even, I hate to say it, hardly even. I played with Trey growing up. Like I jammed with him growing up and I, but it'll be interesting to see because we want to, we really want to travel. Um, but it's all pending on, you know, God willing, you know, that people are as receptive as we are biased, not to sound that way, but you're always biased of your own music, you know? And, uh, we just, I think we have, we try to have the right intentions with like the theme, the genuine theme behind writing it. And, we're just hoping that like it's not just music to people that they listen to and bob their heads, but something that actually can help people, you know, because we believe music is medicinal. No, mm -hmm. oh, absolutely awesome. We are almost out of time. So I just want to wish you guys the very best of luck for the year. And of course, the release. Um, I will be sharing. I will be putting links out. So. I'll, um, I'll tag you. I'll tag you guys in that. But thank you very You're much for your time. I, I just do what I do, man. <laughs> just do what I do. 
So that was our interview with John Michael. I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I did um, sit down with John Michael to discuss the band and everything that's been ongoing on. Once again, a massive thank you to him for his time. Coming right next to the band's brand new track, The Burnout, and then we'll be sharing our thoughts right on that right next.
Welcome back everyone, so that is the brand new track from Valerian Sun, The Burnout Out Everywhere Now. If you want to add that to your streaming packages, your playlist, go ahead and do so. We all pay our set fee a month. Um, if you don't like it, you can take it out. If you don't put it in, you will never know if you enjoy it or not. Once again, a massive thank you to all for tuning in this, to this week's episode. It means the world to, to know that you're still out there and you'll listen to what I've got to say. If you want anything to be reviewed, please email stt setintoneoutlook.com or reach out through our social media channels we are on Facebook, Instagram UK Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter is STTUKPodcast guys once again thank you very much and bye bye for now